You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Thanks for checking out the podcast and YouTube channel on Conroe Culture. Don't forget, we're live on Lone Star Community Radio every Monday at noon. Make sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. Want more information? Visit the show page on IRLoneStar.com slash Culture for past shows and learn how to sponsor the show. Welcome to Conroe Culture on Lone Star Community Radio from downtown Conroe. We are recording this live today as we do every Monday at noon till 1. And I'm your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. And we're hoping to give you some updates on things that are going on around Conroe, Montgomery County, and uh, things to, to keep in mind for the rest of your week as you look towards the weekend. Of course, this is Memorial Weekend coming up which launches our summertime and we start with uh, high school graduations this week and the beginning of next week is some more high school graduations so we have information today uh, i have two guests on the show and possibly three but we are going to start out with da- dawson i'm going to say his name wrong schnauts schnauts who is the first guest, and he will be from Conroe Tiger Football Booster Club. He's the president of the club. And uh, then we're going to follow up with Clyde Terranian from East Air Conditioning and Heating, who's going to talk to us about getting your air conditioner ready because, you know, regretfully, i got to tell you, uh, it's going to be humid and it's going to start getting hot. And if your air conditioner is not ready to go, that could be problematic for you. So first, let's give you some news updates. Uh, like I mentioned, high school graduation starts this week. Really? Yes. Time has flown by. So the class of 2017 is getting ready with their cap and gown. Hawk High School in Caney Creek will host uh, their graduation ceremonies on March 27th. And, of course, that's just at the end of the week here. After Memorial Weekend, Oak Ridge will have theirs on May 30th, and Conroe High School will follow up on the 31st. June 1st is the Woodlands College Park. And from what I understand with Conroe ISD, that is also the last day of school, June 1st. So is that a good thing? Is that a thumbs up, thumbs down? Not sure. You know, as a parent, uh, I used to kind of look forward to that and then really look forward till the mid-August when they went back to school. So there are summer school signups that are available with Conroe ISD, and the session starts June 7th, one week after school gets out. So you can find out more about that by going on their website, cisd.org. And it's a great way to keep students motivated, increase their skills for star testing, reading, science, math, all those things. And, of course, uh, then we'll get ready with some uh, Athletic training will be going on and football season gearing up for that, which is timely because we're going to talk about the Conroe ISD Football Booster Club. So um, keep that in mind as we follow up with that. West Side Story ends this coming weekend at the Owen Theater. Don't miss this fun production of a different kind of romance, uh, New York style. 
Chitty Chitty Bang Bang premiered this last weekend, Friday, and that's going to have uh, several more shows through the weekend at the Crichton Theater. Tonight, you can listen to Jeremy Bankhead host the open mic, as he does every Monday at the Corner Pub, starting at 9. Charles Peters will be on the Red Brick Tavern stage at 7.30. March 25th, catch downtown Conroe's owner of the Red Brick Tavern, Debbie Glenn. She will be performing on stage with Buck Yeager and Mac Abernathy starting at 8 p.m. So that's Debbie Glenn at the Red Brick Tavern. Also, Geeks Who Drink Trivia and Taco Night will be at Southern Star Brewery this uh, coming up the same day, May 25th, starting at 9 p.m. May 26th, Greg Schroeder will be at the Red Brick, and Morgan Ashley will be live at the Corner Pub. Before you see these performers, check out the Conroe Art Experience right next door to the studio here at Conroe Coffee with your host, Leo Own, and see the works of Shane Rodarte, a local artist, all in downtown Conroe. There's a lot going on in downtown Conroe. Speaking of that, uh, next week is also the First Thursday Farmer's Market and the First Thursday Concert Series at Heritage Park, only two blocks away. And uh, the fun starts from... 4 o'clock on till after 9.30 when the concert ends. So um, also at Southern Star, May 28th, which is this Sunday, the Farmers and Artisans Market with dog adoptions from noon to 4. So that's all we have uh, about events going on right now. And, yes, it's still raining, raining heavily. So this isn't a good day to go walk your dogs or anything like that but hopefully it'll let up after a little while but uh we're gonna go ahead and go forward with our first guest so welcome dawson thank you margie so i understand that you guys um have a fundraiser coming up we do and what is it called it's the conroe tigers classic it's our biggest fundraiser for the booster club it's a it's a golf tournament golf scramble uh, a lot of fun. Uh, past years, we've had a lot of good, great participation, and we hope to continue to grow that. So how long have you been involved with the Booster Club? I, I've had two, two, two kids come through the program. Uh, my oldest is uh, now a junior at Texas A&M. Uh, so I've been part of the Booster Club for five years. I've been the president of the Booster Club for the last three years. Wow. So tell me about this golf tournament. Where do the proceeds go? Right. So, so first off, Conroe Football Booster Club, what, what we do is, is all of the proceeds, every dime that, that we raise in, in any fundraisers go back to the kids. Uh, what we do for the, for the football players, and it's football players from for all the programs, from freshmen all the way up through the varsity level programs. Now, most of it is uh, centered around the varsity, but, but again, like I said, we try to uh, take care of and do the special things for all of the programs. Junior highs, they get a, that opportunity to look forward to coming into the, uh, to the freshman, uh, you know, junior varsity and varsity programs. But what we do is we feed the kids every every Friday before games. We uh, make sure that they have a good meal. Uh, you know, That's and in, very important. And particularly in this community, sometimes uh, some of the kids here, that might be the only meal that they've gotten that Absolutely. day. Absolutely. And so we really try to do that. We, we provide a lot of uh, different uh, uh, proteins and, and a lot of different things throughout the uh, off season for the kids as they're uh, weightlifting. Uh, we provide buses to the uh, out-of-town games, the chartered buses. Uh, we do, we, 
we try to do things to, to A, uh, help the kids be more uh, stable, but, but B, to give them something to look forward to as well. Well, that's a big benefit, especially if you're helping to pay for transportation and feeding them. That's that's a huge cost. That is. Uh, we have, and then every now and then, well, actually, every year that I've been part of this, we also ask the coaches for if there's any things that they would want that could help benefit the kids. Uh, we have helped buy uh, video equipment that helps them to uh, video and then be able to teach and coach from that. Sure. Uh, we've, we've helped buy, uh, uh, jerseys and this year we have kind of a special and I, I don't want to uh, talk too much about it because coach wants to, hopefully if we can get this done, but, uh, but, but just let me just tell you that it, you know, one of the games this next year, the, the kids may have some special helmets that they, that oh, they come awesome. out on the field. So, right. So about how many students are on a team how many people does this generally benefit right the the varsity level has around 70 kids 60 to 70 kids um and then uh, the junior varsity levels uh they have in the neighborhood of about 100 and or so kids and then the freshmen as well as around 100 kids so wow you know so all total around 260 total kids in the in the conroe community we try to support that's great and there are how many high schools that this benefits? Yeah, this is just like for five? Conroe High School. Oh, this is Conroe School. High School. Right, right, uh, right. not CISD. Right, all of CISD, uh, they, you know, they CIS, CISD has five or so high schools, and, and each of those high schools have their own booster, own clubs. booster clubs. That's correct. Okay, so this is probably just one activity that you guys do. Do you have other activities you do as fundraisers? This is our main one. That's why we're putting one. a big uh, uh, emphasis on this. Uh, we, uh, we do an auction uh, when we meet the Tiger football team, we'll do an auction at that point. Uh, throughout the year and, and at football games, we do sell merchandise that goes toward, uh, you know, our, our funds uh, to be able to do things mm -hmm. for the kids. But this is a, our this biggest. This is your major ma one. Major so you really fund. need the community to help you uh, raise these funds to benefit the kids. There's two, two reasons why this is so important to us. A, yes, we need the community to come out and, and, and buy a team, come out and play with us. It's going to be a great time. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, if you can't come out and play, then certainly whole sponsorships, things like that, help go toward, uh, you know, our the, the revenue that we can make toward that. But really what we want is we want these kids to, to see the community come out and support them. Uh, I mean, in the past, we've had uh, the first year that we uh, that we brought the golf tournament back, we had about 15 teams. The next year we had 18. It's really my goal to try to have 25 teams. If we could have 25 teams, that'd be 100 golfers. That'd be a great, great That's event. not too high of a goal. I think that's very yeah. achievable. So if anybody's listening, uh, they can certainly get involved. And I know you have a Facebook page for the Conroe Tigers Football Club. That's correct. And you also have an event set up under that page. That's correct. For the golf tournament, too. So those are great ways. I mean, they can sponsor a hole. They can, they can play, of course, and have fun. See, and that's you know? what we really want. We, we, we have a great time out at the scramble. The coaches will be out there. Even the head coach, Coach Robert Walker, will be on one of the holes where you can purchase his shot and he'll and if you do that purchase his shot then you'll be laying zero where he hits but you get a chance to interact with with the head coach uh uh but then after afterwards we'll have a catfish dinner uh for everyone it's all included so it, it'll be a great fun outing it, it has been for the last couple of years we just need more people well i think you're going to be able to get more people so this is going to be played at panorama golf club that's correct on june the 5th it's at panorama golf village they have a great uh, facility for for not only the golf but then for our 
dinner and, and activities afterward. Uh, we, we will have the Tiger Head set up out there. We'll have some putting contests, and we'll even have some of the football players out there early to kind of greet some of the folks. So we're excited about that. Uh, registration will begin at 10 a.m., and a shotgun start at 11, and then catfish dinner to follow. Sounds great. And it's 125 per person or four, 450 per team. That's correct. To play. And it's golf scramble fundraiser. And the entry form, I know that um, if you can go to Conroe Football Boosters 1 at gmail.com if you need that uh, emailed to you. Correct. And again, you know, you could go on. Is this also posted on the Conroe? Um, high school page anywhere i think it's just on our facebook and just on, on the page. facebook right. page okay well it sounds like a lot of fun and i hope that this encourages people to come out there and play you know there's different sponsorships available of course and all different levels but the best thing would be to just get out there and help you get more activity and, 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 and excitement in the community that that's what we want we want Conroe High School to be strong, uh, a strong high school for people that want to come to the community and stay in the community. We don't want our kids moving out back to Oak Ridge or to Woodlands or to other places. We want them staying here in Conroe. Absolutely. And, and so we're trying to, and I think that if that's what, if the community would look at that and, and, and look at ways to help support that to where we can have a good, strong high school, a good, strong high school comes with a good, strong athletic program. That's what we're really trying to help support and drive here. Well, I hope that people are listening and can help you out. Again, uh, to go to the Facebook the uh, Facebook page, and it is Conroe Tigers Football uh, Booster. Conroe Tigers Football is the Facebook page, and uh, the email again for golf registration is Conroe Football Boosters One at gmail.com correct and you do have a website Conroe Tigers Football dot com as correct. well. That's correct. So, and if you need more information you could go to the conroe conroe culture apparently i'm tongue-tied today conroe culture facebook page and we will also have this information posted there and in one last place is of course the conroe high school athletic department the high school athletic department jody lahan is the uh, athletic secretary she also has information on on this event as well as any other ways to become uh, a partner with the conroe football booster club Fabulous. Thank you, Dawson. I appreciate uh, your information and your time coming out here and sharing this. And I know you're going to make 20 teams. So I appreciate your, your, you allowing <laughs> us to come on and do this. So okay. keep well, our fingers crossed. You have a good afternoon and uh, stay dry. All right. We'll Thank be you. right back. This is Margie Taylor with Conroe Culture Radio News from downtown Conroe. We are looking for sponsors. Do you want to partner with Conroe Culture? Contact us on IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture for current rates and statistics of our listenership. Hello, we are back on Conroe Culture Radio from downtown Conroe at Lone Star Community Radio on your FM dial 104.5, 106.1. And we just heard from Dawson with the Conroe Football Boosters Club, encouraging you to get involved in their upcoming uh, tournament that will benefit the uh, football team and help them with transportation and 
uh, the meal before the football games and various other programs. My next guest today on uh, the show is uh, Clyde Terranian with Eastco Air Conditioning and Heating, and he is going to provide us some tips because we talked about how it's Memorial Day weekend coming up, which you better have your air conditioner ready to go, tuned up, you know, because regrettably, you know what happens when summertime comes. The humidity increases and you want to be comfortable and cool. Forget about the heater right now. We don't need the heater, not for quite a while. I don't know when. <laughs> we'll, we'll see, but pretty much you got to have that air conditioning going. So, hey, Clyde, welcome to the show. Well, hey, Margie, thank you. And you're <laughs> right. This is the last of the cool days today. Is cold, it cool today? Yep, cool. I guess it's cool. Rainy, good weather for ducks. <laughs> I guess so. So, um, how busy are you right now? We are busy with commercial work and humidity concerns in the homes of our customers and new clients. Those that have uh, wrestled with comfort in their homes, they're calling us and saying, what can we do about the humidity? And, and it's not the heat, it's the humidity that we're solving right now. So, you are the local expert on the air conditioning. So, tell me, first of all, how long have you been in business? I founded the company 33 plus years ago. Wow, 33 years. That's yeah. a long time. And that doesn't show up on the internet. When people look at advertising and they think that a company, because they have a strong website, has been around a long time, not necessarily, but we have been. Well, you are a great uh, contributor to the community. I know you're involved in three, three chambers, which is very important. But uh, I asked you to come on because I do regard you as the expert of how to keep cool. So what are some things that uh, are very manageable, maintenance things that people need to keep in mind? Great question. Uh, one is uh, the thermostat. <clears throat> thermostat is the brains that store the system on the wall. And when we look at a thermostat, we have to understand it can be more than just the switch that turns the system on and off. It can now have dehumidification control. It can now be Wi-Fi control from across the room or across the globe. We can control our systems in our home. It can have zoning. So there's a lot to it than it, there was just a few short years ago. So tell me about controlling <clears throat> the humidity. How do you do that? Well, when you match the correct control with the correct equipment, you're able to achieve greater dehumidification. Now, we've always designed systems that dehumidify, remove the latent heat. The, the humidity that we can't see, but we feel. And so with that cool, crisp air, you could even be more comfortable at a higher temperature if the humidity is removed properly. That's Correct. what we pride ourselves in. Well, that's like um, if you were in the desert, it doesn't seem so bad because you have the dry heat or in Colorado where it's a little drier. But of course, we don't have the dry heat here. We generally have the humidity heat, right? That's right. Which makes it unbearable at times. The the grains so. of moisture in the air and, and our comfort systems today, because they're seeking higher efficiencies, do not always dehumidify as well. So they need to be sized properly and engineered. And that's what we do very well. So what are some things that people need to do to get their air conditioner ready? What do you recommend? Well, top of mind awareness would be in the area of filtration, because as we have an indoor atmosphere or climate in the home, we are circulating whatever's in that house. If mom's cooking spaghetti, we can smell spaghetti throughout the house because of the central air conditioning unit. But if there's adverse conditions, those too can be circulated through the house. So what we want to do is make sure that we're filtering the air properly on a regular basis and uh, with a good product. 
not just um, necessarily a store-bought filter that we think is good that may be harming the system because of pressure drop. So filters are key. Key. And how often should filters be changed? That's a loaded question. Oh, is it? Okay. It wasn't meant to be. <laughs> well, let me help you with that. If okay. You, if you look at an extended surface filter, some of those on the side will say replace every two to three months. That could be a national average, but we use our air conditioning systems over 2,000 hours a year. And with that, there's more circulation, more runtime, and I would strongly recommend a one-inch filter be inspected every three to four weeks during the, wow. during the season. Okay. And, and now we have, we have had four and five, six-inch filters that are also extended. When I say extended, they look like a ruffled potato chip, but you wouldn't want to eat it. Uh, oh, no. So we're Don't picking so. up a lot of particulates. We're picking up all kinds of indoor uh, contaminants that would be, be uh, adverse to, to good health. So it's very important that you change your filters um, as needed, you know, with your recommendation to avoid bad things coming in the air in your home. I mean, you know, you have a lot of different contaminants, whether it's bugs or, or smoke, people that smoke or um, other things that if people have respiratory conditions that will inhibit Absolutely. their lifestyle. Yes, and there's three classifications of indoor air pollutants, and I don't want to go too deep into all of these things now. We no, hear, no, no, we don't hear get about deep. The we're, bad things. we're talking about the so surface. So the dust particles, the yes. things that we see is when a house can't pass the white glove test, that type of thing. Uh, that's dust, but we also want to protect our respiratory system, our, our lungs, and we have filtration products that can do that. MERV 16 is the highest rated filter. We've been carrying healthy climate products for years and years. We offer purification systems, and so one must be very careful about the filtration they choose because of the effect on the system, the static pressure drop, and that type of um, you know uh, elements that, that are conducive to good filtration or hamper the system's operation. So if you have not used your air conditioner, well, I, pretty much everybody uses it year-round, I would say, for the most part. But what is a general rule of thumb for getting it checked out? What do you recommend? Great question. Uh, we have some different situations here because of all the construction, of all the growth, all of the grid system failures to where we have a lot of electrical problems that some other parts of the country do not experience. So what we want to do is make sure the electrical system is working properly. We are Class A licensed in the air conditioning industry, but also carry an electrical license. And what that means is if we find problems related to the air conditioning itself with controls, capacitors, or even breaker panels, those types of things we can address to make sure that the system is working properly. As a homeowner, though, we'd rather you not attempt any electrical repairs. One must be very careful. <laughs> But uh, what you can do, sure. make sure that unit outside is being kept, you know, clean. Clean of right now we're watching out for the ants. The ants are smart, Fire ants smart and all builders. That. Yes. They'll, yes. Air conditioning is uh, an air conditioning system or a unit outside is a perfect hotel because they have moisture. It's elevated. It's protected. They have magnetism. All the things that draw an ant pile in, that can happen. I would check for that and maybe put out some... Uh, you know, something, some poisons carefully to uh, keep that from happening. What about any kind of debris or leaves <laughs> from a storm, let's say, that uh, brings in, will that clog up your air conditioner, anything like that? It can, but more so 
just normal operation when we have, you know, cottonwood seed or different things floating in the air, dust, particulates. When you mow the grass, if you have someone mow your yard, shut the system off so it doesn't draw that That's interesting. dust and dirt into the system. It may not be visible on the outside, but it can get trapped in the inner recesses of the condenser coil outside. So uh, coils get dirty that way for sure. And just through normal operation, it's amazing how much dirt can be accumulated. And what that does is hampers heat transfer and air conditioning's physics. We're trying to transfer heat. So how often um, should people have their air conditioner looked at? Great question there as well. I would say once a year for the air conditioning in the spring and depending on the type of heat, probably once every two to one to two years on the heating system. If it's gas heat, it should be checked every year. Okay. So two so, inspections per year is the smartest um, plan to protect your Is it important to check on the attic and the insulation for your air conditioner? Absolutely, because your house is a system. It's a living, breathing system. And heat transfer and infiltration changes that atmosphere, as do the occupants. So if we know what the building envelope looks like, is it insulated well? Is it tight construction? Or maybe not so. It affects your comfort. It affects your efficiency. So it affects the air conditioner, too, the uh, insulation that you have in your house. The insulation, the windows that you have, the vapor barriers, how you ventilate the house. When we turn on a clothes dryer, we may have 400 CFM, 400 cubic feet per minute going out of the house. We have to ask the question, how is that being replaced? Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back hearing more from Clyde and tips for your air conditioner, tips to stay cool. And uh, this is Margie Taylor of Conroe Culture. Thanks for checking out the podcast and YouTube channel on Conroe Culture. Don't forget, we're live on Lone Star Community Radio every Monday at noon. Make sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. Want more information? Visit the show page on IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture for past shows and learn how to sponsor the show. Hello, we are back on Conroe Culture with Lone Star Community Radio from downtown Conroe on this rainy Monday afternoon. Now, I believe there's a song, Rainy Days and Mondays, uh, from long ago, probably the 70s. Well, it fits today. So I am here today with my second guest, Clyde Terranian with East Coast Air Conditioning and Heating with 33-plus years' experience serving the greater Conroe, Lake Conroe, Willis, Huntsville, Woodlands, Spring, and beyond, beyond. areas, spring <laughs> area, Where, wherever you need help staying cool and comfortable because it's the humidity, right? It's not the heat. It's not the heat, it's the humidity. Correct. So you were giving us some tips because uh, this weekend starts it all, right, Clyde? It does. We've been busy with residential and commercial, but especially in the area of dehumidification. And so with the temperatures rising and probably I would say today is one of the last of what we would call the cool days with all the rain that we're having. Uh, there'll be some warm nights where instead of kicking the covers off at three in the morning, we have dehumidification systems that can help immensely. You can uh, stay cool as a cucumber 
and rainy days and Mondays don't have, don't have to <laughs> don't let have you to down. Don't have to get you down. That's right. right. So I want to ask you a couple of questions. The first one that comes to my mind um, is people turn down their air to get. Is that a good idea to turn it down? Does that take it longer for the air conditioning to infiltrate and make it cooler? Is that energy effective? Should they be doing that? Okay, let me help you with that. One is while you're occupying the space, you want to stay at a setting that's comfortable for you. If your system is working properly, it should dehumidify, it should remove the sensible and latent heat, and comfort should not be a problem. It should be quiet, cool, clean, and um, really help your uh, health in every aspect of your lifestyle. However, when you leave, instead of turning the system off, even if you don't have a Wi-Fi thermostat, if you choose to dial the temperature up in the heat of summer, only dial up you know, four to six degrees because that recovery time become, becomes inefficient. You want to dehumidify whether you're there or not. And when you come home, should you turn it down really low? Is that a good idea? And then turn it back up? Mar- you're laughing Mar- at me. Margie, thermostat wars have been going on a long time. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Da, and da, then da, their da, children da. go yeah. and they yeah, right. get on a chair and adjust the thermostat. Well, I get hot all the time. Everyone has, um, <laughs> everyone has an internal thermostat. And so at different stages of life, it has an effect on it. Sure. Even sometimes medications and also, also respiratory concerns will sometimes require cooler temperatures. If you've ever been at the hospital, I hope not. But if you are, you notice how cold it is. That's because they're trying True. to dehumidify to keep germ and the widespread, uh, you know, spreading of germs down. And so it's a healthier cl- climate and a healthier atmosphere. So what's the right thing to do when you come home? Don't radically turn it down. It, it Turn down a couple degrees, try that, because comfort's usually achieved within a degree or two. Great question. Okay. Well, I want to ask you also, how do you look for a qualified air conditioner provider? There's a lot of different air conditioner providers. So what makes one more qualified than another? I mean, I, I understand you have 33-plus experience, but if I were just trying to pick somebody, what are some things I would look for? Okay, first of all, licensing. Uh, just because a person has a driver's license doesn't mean they know how to drive. If we <laughs> go out to the roads of Texas, we see that. Correct. And in our air conditioning industry, unfortunately, there's a lot of licensed, quote, contractors. They hold their license, over 50,000 in the state, and I'm not sure where that number is now. We're, we're number 965. We have two air conditioning, Class A license, actually. And so licensing is number one because they need to have insurance. Let's make sure they have enough insurance to cover in the event of a loss. Uh, Another factor is do they or do they not use subcontractors? You need to visit with your air conditioning contractor. If you're going to replace the system, they should be experts at what they do. They should not be guessing at what systems should go in your home. They should be experts and do their homework like we have for many, many years. That includes uh, manual J8 heat load calculations, understanding duct sizing. Ductwork is one of the weakest links in our comfort systems today. Many are drawing in non-conditioned, non-filtered air. Even with a clean filter, a house can be dusty. So what we want to do is is make sure we address every area, like uh, the equipment schedule. Uh, make, make sure that that matchup is correct. You wouldn't want to put uh, the wrong transmission on a car so in the air conditioning industry, there's been a big problem with people mismatching equipment. And when they do that, they don't really know what they have. They have kind of a Heinz 57 air conditioning unit that doesn't perform well. 
So you also have some kind of a um, electrical point system as well that you do? We do. Tell me about that. Uh, the electrical system, honestly, the grid system in our area is failing. Even with the, the thunderstorms of the last couple of days, that does create uh, service calls for us. We're not looking for those kind of service calls, but it's a reality. There are protection, uh, protective devices that can be put on a system. We have time delays. We have surge protection. All of these can be installed. But tightening electrical connections, making sure breakers are properly sized, there's, um, we mentioned the ants and different critters that can get into the air sure. conditioning unit right. and some lizards yeah. will get in and they won't have the guts to do it again. Uh, but what we, <laughs> what, what we want literally. to do is um, <laughs> literally. And so when we get to uh, perform plan service, we're always looking at those electrical systems and how to protect against anything that might cause a inconvenience to you. Now, is it also important that your um, employees, your staff are accredited, trained? Do they have to have any kind of certifications? I am so glad you brought that up because this is not Clyde's air conditioning. East Coast has been in business for a long time. Energy Alternative Service Company is the acronym. But if it wasn't for the East Coast team, we would not be able to serve you as effectively as we do from our office staff to our certified technicians. Uh, like I mentioned, we have two other Class A licensed uh, team members on board, but it's constant training, training, training. It's not just for the um, the required training. But what is the required training? For the class I mean, A do they have to have continuing, something? Yes, continuing, continuing education? education. Absolutely. We do that, but we're much more proactive. We bring in the manufacturer's reps. We bring in the, um, and we go to tech schools, of course, and we, we endorse that. And and so we have what we call East Coast University. It's a great place to learn, earn, and grow. And we do that every week. We had training even this morning that we address some issues that are That's very, very important. That's very important so that people Absolutely. don't hurt themselves or hurt others when they're going to residential or commercial to help out. Yes, with not to mention best practices. Safety is always a part of our meetings. Absolutely. But um, right now, you know, there's so many different systems, too many hands working on those systems can create um, a problem and a liability for everybody. So. so if somebody wanted to follow up with you, Clyde, what are the best ways to do that? Okay. Well, if they want to call Margie, she could probably <laughs> Margie. Margie, you're doing great. <laughs> great job. We appreciate you. Uh, one is um, put your mind at ease, call ESCO. We have phone numbers, easy phone numbers to remember as well. But let me give you the website. That's uh, eastcoair.com. Right. E A S C O. AIR.com. Put East your Coast mind Air. at ease. Call East Coast. And you also have a Facebook page. Okay. East Coast Air Conditioning and Heating. Yeah. Yes, you do. So, and you're also very involved in the chambers, the three chambers again, Woodlands, Conroe, and Huntsville. Absolutely. And that's another way someone can find you. And I really think it's important for, you know, small businesses, large businesses to engage in the community through their local chambers. Absolutely. I, I mean, think the it, chambers are a good link. And, and in fact, Taste Fest was a lot of fun. It was I fun. I saw you there, yes. And, and <laughs> <laughs> I bought a few extra tickets and no one was disappointed. And no one went away hungry. What a great event. No, you don't go away hungry no. from those kind of events. Well, thank you, Clyde. I appreciate you coming on the show. And again, we will have uh, a link to this conversation and uh, my guest coming up and the one that was before with Conroe Football Boosters. It will be available tomorrow sometime, and it will be put on our Conroe Culture Facebook page and also Lone Star 
Community Radio, which is IRLoneStar.com. We are going to take another break and come back with uh, two doctors from Roger Stein Chiropractic. I'm Margie Taylor. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. And we are back. I am Margie Taylor on Conroe Culture News Show from downtown Conroe with Lone Star Community Radio. And we've had so much fun today. We actually have two more guests. Who knew? So this is just such a popular talk show. Everybody wants to be on it. Just kidding. So <laughs> I have my friends, uh, Dr. Stacy Rogers and Dr. Brian McGee from Roger Stunt. Oops, what happened? Roger Stunt Chiropractic going to talk to us a little bit about uh, some things that they do in their office. Welcome, guys. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Brian, Dr. Brian McGee was on the show um, last month, I believe, and we were talking about your Patient Appreciation Day. And, you know, I'm so excited to see Dr. Stacy Rogers here because she is just so darn busy. She never has time. So I got a double treat today. Welcome. Thank you. So um, you have been in practice for quite some time in Conroe. And your business it just keeps moving along and moving along and you needing larger and larger and larger space. That is awesome. Thank you. This is like your third, fourth move? Second. Well, you keep enlarging though. You yes. need more space, yes. even in the space you're at, yes. wherever you are physically. And right now you are located on 105, uh, kind of by the Taco Bell, um, across from Conroe High School. But you have a lot of things that make your practice very special and unique in the community. So can you tell me a little bit about what the Cox technique is? The Cox technique is a great technique and the, one of the beautiful things about the Cox technique is that it can really help people that have been told that they didn't have options to give people options. It's great for people that have disc problems. It's great for an athlete. It's good for people that are older. It's great for kids that have been told they have a curvature of the spine. It allows us another avenue to take care of people that we didn't previously have. So it's with uh, people that have some kind of condition or an accident uh, that's related to their spine, and it avoids surgery. Is that correct? Many times it, it can keep people from going to surgery. So how does it work? What is it exactly? 
Well, it's a unique instrument, and Dr. James Cox, who lives in Fort Wayne, Indiana, with Northwestern College of Chiropractic, developed the technique. It was actually the first federally funded study on chiropractic, so there's a tremendous amount of research behind the Cox technique. It is a unique instrument that is used. There's only a few of them in the state of Texas. We know that probably less than maybe 15, 20 tables in the, the in the whole state of Texas. So it's, it's very unique to our office. And Dr. McGee and I are both trained in the Cox technique. And it's so special that there aren't that many uh, practicing chiropractors that use this in our immediate area. Is that correct? There, there aren't. We are, we are excited about that and very happy to be able to offer the Cox technique to our local community. So, Dr. McGee, um, how long have you been involved with uh, the practice? Uh, I came to see Dr. Rogers. Um, I came to work with Dr. Rogers back in October. Yes. Um, this is my hometown, and uh, it's just such a, uh, a great environment for my family and, and Dr. Rogers. Uh, her, like you said yourself, her practice has been growing and growing in this community, and she's embraced so many uh, members of that community, and that makes me so proud to work at a place like that. So it's been really fun and, and look forward to growing and growing the right way. You know, we always talk about it, but if you take care of people and you do the right thing and you listen to them and meet them where they are, then you can provide right. the best care. Right, right. And uh, you're, you're very community engaged. Uh, we were talking about chambers and things like that, and I know you're very involved in the Conroe Chamber, as Clyde, our previous guest, was. And uh, you've been a board member, too, before, yes, haven't I've you? Yes, served two terms on the board and on the executive committee also. So it's a, it's a give back. So it's not just about having your business here, but it's about really relating and engaging with the community. And you have some patients that have seen you for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Since the inception of the clinic in 2004. 2004. So that's uh, 13 years going on, and I'm sure you will continue to grow strong. We just mentioned that you just ha recently had the Patient Appreciation Day, and that was May the 6th. And uh, your partner this year is CASA, right? Yes. Tell me about that. It's part of giving, giving back to the community. I'm a member of the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association, so kids are a part of what what, what you do. we do, and not every kid has the best of circumstances, and CASA allows kids that don't have a voice to have a voice in our, our court system, so we were raising money that day for CASA and for kids, and we were very excited to raise $1,500 in, in just a couple of hours for CASA, and we're, we're going to do that again all year long. Well, and you have another event upcoming, and of course, we'll talk about this again some more a little bit later. But you have your annual Ladies' Night Out coming forward in July. Yes. And it is a fabulous event, and it is always jam-packed with so many people in the room. They all want to participate in Roger Stein Ladies' Night Out. I'm, they, they do. It's the talk of the town. It's fun. Yes. Fun. You get how many vendors? We're, we have room for 24 this year. 24. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really good. And it's because you have such a good reputation of giving back in the community. And, of course, what you do as a chiropractor. You know, it's a treat to see you here because you're busy because your first concern 
is your patients. That's hard to all get the out. time. All mm-hmm. the time. Your first concern is your patients. <laughs> yes, from early in, until later in the evening. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I don't know, six days a week or so. Yes, we're there six from days Monday a week. through Saturday at noon. Hmm. So uh, let's go back to the Cox technique. So this has helped so many different people. How long have you been practicing this technique? Dr. McGee has been practicing 12 years with the Cox 12 technique. years? Yes. Wow. Yeah. And the thing is about it is is people often think they have no uh, other choices. Okay. And a lot of times we see patients that are reliant on medication. Um, their quality of life is just not where they want to be. And simple activities of daily living, such as, you know, putting on their shoes, picking up a grandchild. Um, we have athletes, people that are really affected. And instead of saying, okay, well, don't do that. Or here, have this pill, potion, or lotion. We try to um, decompress the spine in a non-surgical way in order for those nerves to function at their highest level. Um, I mean, we've got patients that have um, fusions of the spine, uh, severe um, degenerative conditions, and they all respond well with the, um, you know, we employ the training and practice experience that we both share. And that's, that's another unique um, component of our clinic. We take each case in together. So it's not like it's um, just Dr. McGee or just Dr. Rogers. It's, hey, it's look a at mutual. This. Yeah, and look at this. So, team you know, effort. Margie has this going on. Right. Well, what can we do? And we develop the best plan we can for that patient to meet their goals. And that's and, nice. That's, that's very nice. And uh, so, what, if people don't understand what chiropractic care is, I mean, there used to be a whole bunch of crazy stuff talking about chiropractic care, but it's very holistic and it's hands on and you try to treat the whole body. And it starts with your nervous system and your back. Is that correct? The nerves are housed in the spine. And if the nervous system can communicate properly, we have better health. So it is holistic. And when we look, sit down and look at a person, we're not just looking at where do they hurt. We're looking at their entire life. How does it affect their life? How does right. it affect their ability to function on a daily level? What do they want to do that they, they can't do or have been told that they can't do? We look at the whole person, not just there's your pain and we spot just pain. That's that's not hol- holistic. Well, care. and you also do x-rays. Do x-rays. I mean, yeah. you do x-rays first before you treat. Right correct? there in the clinic. Yep. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you have all of uh, the equipment yes. you need to make a good um, diagnosis. diagnosis of that individual patient and develop an individual plan to help them and maintain their health yes and it isn't just a one one time visit generally it's it's a period of different visits that get them to where they need to be yes correct yes ma'am and the best part about it is that we do treat the whole family and um, i know we've alluded to it a couple times today but it's just amazing to see from infants to to grandparents even before infants that's yes. right. The prenatal, right? Before, before I mean, conception, even we, if some, we know someone's planning to get pregnant, <laughs> then, then we get them on a program and a plan so that they have optimal, healthy pregnancy and delivery. And there are many generations. We have four generations. We had a lot of fun on, on Patient Appreciation Day taking pictures of our families where we have four generations. So some of these kids that were in the picture weren't even. Part of, of the picture, part of the picture <laughs> <Yes>. before <laughs> we, we we took the picture. So we, it's just so much fun to have that range and generations oh, yes, absolutely. to treat. And it makes you really committed to those people and their families because they, they trust us. They rely on us to 
take care of them. So when you're you have four generations, you you better be on point. You better be committed to take care of that whole family. No, it sounds great. And I know that by having the prenatal, uh, seeing you prenatal, that that can help with their labor and delivery, make it easier and more gentle. Yes. You know, because the longer you're in uh, labor, um, the more complications you could have. Why are you laughing, Dr. McGee? <laughs> Why, what are you laughing about? <laughs> it's, uh, chiropractic care through pregnancy has been known to reduce labor by one third. So if you're in labor for 16 hours, eight is a lot better. Eight is a lot better. Having been through some of these things, <laughs> I can say testify to this. So does this help with like kidney stones or things like that too? Just curious. Chiropractic care. I wouldn't tout it as saying that it helps okay. with kidney stones. Okay. We don't want to go down that road. <laughs> so um, what else can you tell us in, in the next couple of minutes? Um, trying to think what else, we else? Have coming up. We have a kids night tomorrow night. Kids oh, night tomorrow okay. night. We're excited about that. I think we have over 70 kids on the books for wellness. And tell me about night. kids night. What do you do on kids night? Treat those families, make it affordable for all of the family to come in. Get care. We always have parties. And what time is it? It's from five to six. Seven, excuse me, four to seven. Four to seven. Four to and seven. do they need to call ahead? That would be great. Yes. Okay. And it's red, white, and blue night. It's red, white, and blue night. Yes. It's so not pajama day or any of those other things that I know you've been known have to have. Yes. I know you do. Uh, so wear your red, white, and blue and be patriotic as we go towards Memorial Day weekend. Yes. So your uh, you have a Facebook page. Yes. And it's Roger Stein Chiropractic, and the same for your webpage, rogersteinchiropractic.com. And your phone number? 936-441-9990. How easy is that? So thank you, Dr. Rogers, Dr. McGee, for coming on the show, telling us about chiropractic care. And it is preventive, too. Yes. Uh, for the whole entire family, starting with before you're even thought about, all the way through the ages. And especially uh, if you're thinking about needing some kind of surgical procedure on your back, come talk, come to, talk us. to you come first. Talk to us. Okay, I'm Margie Taylor. This is Conroe Culture. Thanks for listening. And we will be with you next Monday. You're listening to Conroe Culture on FM 104.5 and 106.1 with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR, live streaming on IRLoneStar.com every Monday at noon. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter via Conroe Culture. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respected video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas, at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.